We are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm joined today by a former Invicta Adam Weight champion and current UFC strawweight Jin Yu Fry. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. So I'm up in Canada, so we're still kind of in lockdown. Things are crazy. Uh, you get to uh, kind of enjoy a little bit more freedom, but for the past year or so, what's what's life been like down there? Um, you know, for for me, it it's it hasn't really been that much different. Like I wasn't just like a hugely social person. Um, like I'm not out, you know, in bars or whatever. Um, so really life is pretty much the same for me. Like I go to training and then, you know, I'm at home, you know, with my family and my dogs most of the time. Um, so it really hasn't been like that crazy different for me. Um, I know for people like my husband, he's like totally a social person. And so he's, you know, he's, he's struggling, but for me, I'm like, this is everyday life. I love it. Um, it's been like this past year for you professionally has been has been great. You got signed to the UFC. You've gone two and two past six months. I'd say has been uh, more successful than the first six months. But how do you assess your 2020 professionally? Um, yeah, it's definitely had its highs and lows. Um, you know, like I said, like you said, I got signed to the UFC, um, you know, and I started off 0 and 2. That was that was really hard for me. Um, you know, the first fight I took on like five days notice. And I wasn't very vocal about it, but I'd had like a really bad injury. I had like four bulging discs in my neck. And yeah. so um, after the last time I fought for Invicta in February, like I stopped training, um, you know, I had sat and actually kind of contemplated maybe retiring um, just because, you know, neck, neck injuries can be serious. And, um, you know, it really came down to, do I want to risk spending the rest of my life in chronic pain? Um, and so, you know, I took a step back and, you know, the, all the quarantine stuff and lockdowns happened. And so it kind of gave me like a perfect time to, you know, stop training because most of the gyms were, were closed and, um, you know, just take a little while to heal and reflect on what it is that I really wanted to do. And we were actually on like vacation. We had um, some friends of ours had rented a cabin like out in the mountains. And so we had gone out there, we were spending time with friends and family when I got the call. And so, you know, literally, haven't been training in like four, three, four months. Um, and, you know, indulging that weekend and, you know, lots of wine and s'mores around the campfire um, when I got the call. So it was, it wasn't the most like ideal situation, but, um, you know, my husband and I were like, well, is there ever going to be a perfect moment? Um, you know, do, do we let this opportunity pass us by in the hopes that maybe you'll get another call again later? Or, you know, do we just bite the bullet and say, you know, let's be strategic about this. Maybe, maybe you possibly take a loss um, in your UFC debut, but you earn yourself a contract. Um, so, you know, we, we went ahead and we, we bit the bullet and, you know, gave it our best shot. And so I ended up dropping that one. And then for whatever reason, like I really just kind of started to struggle with, um, I feel like the, probably the mental game of it, like just knowing that I lost my UFC debut and that was like the biggest stage of my career. Like I was so upset about it. And, um, you know, then I, I got a fight for fight Island and that whole ordeal, like, it's cool to say I got to fight on fight Island, but like in practice, the whole thing was just kind of a mess. Like it wasn't the best situation for me. Like I fought at like 4 a.m. their time. Like I'm up all night just like chugging espressos, trying to stay awake. Like 
anyways, the whole ordeal was like a huge mess. And I think I, I let a little bit of the anxiety and then just the pressure of having lost my first one get to me. And then, you know, I dropped that one too. Um, so like I said, it, it was, it was kind of a rough time for me, but, um, you know, I think maybe I'm starting to find my groove. Um, you know, I'm starting to get comfortable at straw weight now and, uh, you know, I'm excited for what the future holds. I was uh, watching an interview of yours uh, about a year, from about a year ago where you were talking about your, your neck injury. And I think your doctor said part of it had to do with the weight cut. Do you find that now that your weight cut is just to 115, that the neck seems to be not as bad? Yeah. I mean, I still, I still do a lot of like preventative care for it. So like, even if it's not bothering me, like I have like a, um, it's kind of like a traction device and I'll use that. Um, and I'll use like tons of CBD and just, um, like I have an icing machine. Like I do tons of stuff for it. Um, even when it's not feeling bad, just preventatively, but I think definitely like not cutting, you know, I mean, I was cutting about 18 pounds, you know, a, a fight camp and, you know, for someone who's, you know, that's over 10% of my body weight. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a lot. It took a lot out of me. And, you know, I, I can't imagine that it was good for like my joints and ligaments and connective tissues and, you know, everything involved. Now you're on a two fight win streak. You had a huge win a couple of weeks ago. Um, how do you, how do you feel now knowing that you, you're kind of got your groove again, you got your mojo, you're on a two fight win streak? Um, you know, it feels good. And it feels like, you know, the world is my oyster again, like anything can happen from here. Um, you know, that was the last fight on my contract. And so I've been, I haven't really pressed the issue. I'm just going to kind of let things happen, you know, let um, the UFC make contact with my um, manager and, you know, let them discuss, you know, things on their own time. Um, you know, I'm kind of just enjoying the moment because um, I feel like it was a long time coming. So, yeah. In the uh, in the post-fight presser, you were, I'd say, critical of your performance. You were upset you didn't get the finish. I mean, Ashley Yoder is very difficult to put away. Now that you've kind of let things sink in the past two weeks, how do you feel now uh, looking back at that performance? Um, you know, I still I, I still am a little disappointed I didn't get to finish. Um, that was something that I'd been talking about with my mental coach. I'm like, it's all of my fights, you know, my last like 10, I don't even know how many, probably 10, have all gone to decisions. Um, you know, I, I want to finish. You know, I started my career early in my amateur career. I was getting a lot of finishes and you know, I know I'm capable of it. So I'm, you know, that's what I want. And, you know, and in the glory at Apollo fight, it was, it was super close. I, you know, the, the rear naked strangle was super close. I feel like in this one, you know, I had a rocked a couple of times. I feel like it was super close. Um, you know, I'm still a little disappointed that I didn't get the finish, but, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's right there both times. So, you know, I'm getting closer and closer. You said that, uh, you, you know, your contract's still not signed. You know, it's with it's with your management team. Um, ideally, it'll be re-signed. And, and do you feel like, um, you know, now is the time to, to start going for the girls in the top 15? Um, I mean, I don't want to throw out a number here, but but you are 36. Do you feel like now is the time to, to aim for the girls in the top 15? Um, you know, we're, we're kind of on the fence about it. You know, like you said, it's not like I have this, like, lengthy career ahead of me where I have plenty of time to like pick and choose fights. Um, but also, you know, it's like, I, I, I've just started to kind of get my groove too. And yeah. so I'm like, well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard, it, hard decision to make. Um, and 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to immediately start calling people out because it's like I finally just started to get some wins under my belt. Um, you know, maybe just let it let let the path take me where it goes versus, um, you know, immediately trying to make noise and get out on social media and start calling people out, which calling people out has never really been my thing anyway. Um, so I don't know. We're, we're still kind of on the fence about it. Um, you know, since the fight, I've, you know, I've, I've just told my husband and like my manager, like, I'm not going to press things. I'm just going to kind of relax, breathe for a minute and just see, see how things unfold. You're coming up here on the 12 year anniversary of your uh, MMA debut. Um, what's been the biggest change in women's MMA the past 12 years? Um, you know, there's just been so much more opportunity. I think, you know, it's been an, it's been an uphill battle for women's MMA. Like you still have so many people who, um, kind of look down on women's fights and that sort of thing. But I think we're slowly starting to chip away and people, you know, are getting to where they actually enjoy women's fights. They, you know, want to see them on the main card and they want to see, um, you know, highly skilled women competing. You've had the opportunity to compete in South Korea once. You are of Korean descent. Is that something that you look at and you're like, I want to do that again, maybe just one more time before all is said and done? Or are you happy with just the one stint uh, in Korea? Um, you know, obviously, I, I think I'd probably like to try to get, I'd like to get a win in South Korea. Um, you know, the, the, um, the last time I was there, things went horribly wrong. But uh and, you know, like, I think maybe this time it would be different because I'm not cutting an excessive amount of weight. You know, the, flying across the world and dealing with jet lag is still pretty difficult. But doing that plus cutting the weight, um, it's it's like cool to go and fight somewhere in a new country. But it's like so much pressure that you're dealing with when you're when you're dealing with all those things. So now that, um, you know, I don't have this like massive weight cut to deal with and I can just go and you know focus on getting myself situated after the jet lag and focus on fighting um i think it would be a much better experience and you know like i said i'd like to get a win in south korea i love it i'll ask a couple more and then i'll uh, i'll let you go there are some hurdles still still to uh, to go through here but when is the ideal timeline uh for your return um you know i i wouldn't mind fighting one more time uh this year like sometime in the fall i've had to miss a lot of like Thanksgivings and Christmases. So ideally I'd like to not have to skip out on Thanksgiving or Christmas. You know, I don't know if that's asking too much to be able to uh, hit both of those, but um, I, I think I'd like to fight one more time this, this year. Um, it's crazy since I've been in the UFC, it's the most active I've ever been, yeah. but I think that's largely due in part to not having these huge weight cuts that take so much energy out of me. And um, you know, I've, I've got some momentum going. I'm in a good place. And so I might as well keep keep that momentum going. All right, perfect. And then is there anybody you want to thank or social media you'd like to plug before we end it? Um, you know, just just my teammates and, you know, the, my friends and family and everybody who stood behind me on this journey. There's been a lot of ups and downs and it's it's been a long journey. But, you know, those people who are my support system, who are around me, who always have positive and honest things to say and tell me, um, you know, I, I appreciate those people.